0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
1: The outlook on Idaho's drought for the past two water years has not been looking
2: good. Well, most of Idaho still remains under some type of drought category is varies throughout the state for the first time in a long time parts of the state are no longer considered to be in a drought
3: that's good news bonus you're not going to have your irrigation water set, shut off in uh, july this year it now looks like we don't think as of right now that's what they it, it would have to get you know 150 degrees for a couple of weeks well you know armageddon could be coming like, I'm not saying it's not. Uh, Rick Worthington in uh, this morning, um, filling in for Chris Walton, who is feeling under the weather. So I uh, just want to let you know, cards and letters, care of KBOI. That's right. Um, you can email Mike at KBOI.com with all your complaints, and we'll take care of them. We'll send I'll take them to all comp- your
4: criticism today, starting now.
3: We'll uh, send our uh, uh, complaint letters to uh, mm-hmm. our complaint department. Um, who is in charge of that? Helen Waite. So okay. once you get them in, we'll send them to hell. You can go to Helen Waite, and she can take care of all your complaints. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, by the way. Hi, Mike. How I, you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, filling in, not allowing me to uh, sit here by myself all morning. Appreciate well, that. Well, we
4: can't have that. You and Nathaniel here by yourself. You guys could come up with all kinds of crazy strategy.
3: You. Strate, strategery? <laughs> You're going to use my word, strategery? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I went. Uh, by the way, I, I wanted to bring in uh, part of the reason I wanted to uh, play that particular thing. We talked about this yesterday. There are parts of the state now, and I don't know if you heard this when we were talking about this. Uh, back in April, there was not a place in the state that was above 80% with uh, the water um, what snow, I know, snowpack. The snowpack
4: looked really, really good through December and into January. Mm-hmm. And then at January, we're like, okay, well, the next rain isn't going to come for three months. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So in, in March, we were like, okay, we we need some water really, really bad. We're we're below. And then we got a lot of water in this, May.
3: This is the Idaho s- snowtell s- current. This is, as of yesterday, snow water equivalent. Um, this is what they use to measure in the mountain areas of Idaho and in, in in April. When they were saying, oh, this is going to be, you know, as bad as last year for the drought, and you better start, you know, trying to save your water as of right now. Um, things are, we're still going to not be in a normal water year because of how far we got put behind last year with the hot temperatures and lack of water that didn't make it to the reservoirs. Right. But it is looking a little bit better. And I bring this up again in case you missed this yesterday. We were talking about this. Not one area in the state in April was above 80%, 80% right. on the Snowtel you know, water equivalent. Right now, you have areas, uh, the Payette Basin area, 1,100% above normal. Little Lost River area, 1,457% above normal.
4: Is that normal for the month, or is that normal for the entire year? Uh, Normal for the entire year. So we've gone
3: since April to now. I don't see 10 times the
4: amount of water that you should
3: have in there. Below 80%. Mm Mm-hmm. To up to 1,457%. Um, Our area in Boise, even though not that good, um, still now, which back in in, uh, the uh, Boise National Forest and the Bogus Basin area, all that area there, was around 63% back in April. Mm -hmm. 127%. So it's doubled. Yeah. Um, that's why we're looking so much better. That's pretty decent. Um, yeah, areas of the state, I, I gave you the, some of the highest areas of the state. Those were, you know, all over 1,000% higher. Uh, Birch Medicine Lodge, Beaver Camas area, 1,600% above normal. So I all, have some questions all, for this, though.
4: All good things. You know, we, we had stories for you uh, from the newsroom that were generated along the lines of, hey, if you go out to Lucky Peak... The boat ramp that's normally here isn't going to be open. I wonder if now, because there's the amount of water needed, whether those will reopen and they'll reassess those situations.
3: Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Um, Maybe where... they're
4: waiting for it to
3: fill up. Because yeah, I know it's, it's like still they not... said
4: before Father's Day. We should see we should you know, see it, at normal
3: levels. Uh, and just a month ago, they were talking about starting to draw down lucky peak for irrigation already. And yeah. they're not, they're not doing that yet. Not so yet. Na- yeah, so now it won't be full until father's day is what we're hearing. And then they'll begin to the draw down like they do every year. I don't know if that puts in, you know, they say full, what's the definition of full? Does that mean it's full enough that they're that's going my, to be able to, those? I don't well. know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know.
4: Oh, and the idea that they were going to increase river flows beginning today. Uh, they said that, uh, it's you know current rate of about 500 cubic feet per second would mm. be 1800 by monday oh, they wow. would start increasing a, it today and that they would you know gradually increase so it doesn't just come flying down all at right. once but
3: but the difference between going 500 feet per second which is what most people mm-hmm. you know when it's rafting season that's that's what it is the difference between 500 and 1800 feet per second is if you're rafting this weekend, means that you're going to get there about 20 minutes sooner. (laughs) Well, the story we had yesterday
4: was the lucky peak would increase about two feet per day until June 18th, and that it would be within the top two feet roughly through the end of July, and then things would start to you know, slow down, start to draw down. drop yeah. more than that. But that, that all sounds very good to me. That's hey, positive
3: that I mean, just two months ago, they were talking about shutting off irrigation for people oh, yeah. to water their lawns in July. Yeah. I don't care who, how good your lawn is and how established it is. If you stop watering in July in the treasure Valley, your lawn is dead.
4: Well, and what's more, I think you have to think in terms of what is the most important thing to us right now. I mean, we've talked about gas prices every day for the last, months you know Mm -hmm. gas prices every day where are they at today well they're over five dollars oh well we're supposed to be over five dollars as an average for the whole state well we're past that now the point i'm trying to make is that energy seems to be that one thing what are your resources water gas things that you have to have just to keep everything driving every day and
3: you know resources are precious i'm glad you brought that up we are going to talk a little bit about that today Um, the legislature wants to call themselves back in for a special session and they would like to try and lower, take, I guess you'd call it a holiday, a gas tax holiday. Mm -hmm. And six months is, is what they are talking about doing. And if you're wondering how much money that would save you, um, we would basically go back two weeks
4: right about 36 cents a gallon 20,
3: 32 yeah. cents a gallon yeah
4: it's not <laughs> it doesn't seem like a it, lot but it it would save you some money especially for
3: those guys that are driving big rigs you know it is interesting to see that you know when you say oh gasoline tax holiday hey mm-hmm. yeah that that would be great and then then when you see the math and 32 cents i mean that's that's a pretty good you know chunk you're you're saving you know like my ta- my tank takes you know 16 gallons so i get to save about 4 gallons every time i fill up so once a week But basically, just as much as as fast as gas has risen, we're we're only going to go back two weeks. That's Mm -hmm. what gas was, you know, um, two weeks ago. By the way, uh, gas rose again yesterday. I know you're not shocked. Another six cents. Mm -hmm. um, We're not done since Tuesday. We're not done. Uh, We we told you about the possibility jp morgan predicted that gasoline by august would be six dollars and twenty cents that's the average for the united states six dollars and twenty cents so what does that mean for idaho probably around 640 if that does come true and man based on how much it's gone up in the last month it's looking more and more like that could be true rather than not be true right yeah i hear
4: you
3: um, <laughs> excuse me we'll take uh, your phone calls emails coming up this morning 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless Rick Worthington, once again, filling in today. Uh, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll share that with you coming up here. Right now, though, it's time for a check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations the serve you in Meridian, East Boise, off Gallon in Meridian, off Wells Avenue. Get in for lunch or dinner today.
4: All right, we start with the NBA Finals. Yeah, there was a game last night. It was in Boston this time, and the Dubs and the Celtics tied at one game apiece.
2: is smart. Straight away against Clay Thompson. Draymond Green all over Jalen Brown. Ball moved to Horford. Horford against Porter. Push pass for Tatum. Tatum pops free for a right side three. Got it. Not going to miss all of them.
3: <laughs> Boston leaders
4: 11. He wasn't very good from the three-point line, but he was pretty good last night.
3: Yeah, that's kind of when I was playing basketball. With. Can't miss they all said them. About, Yeah, he can't miss all of them. He's got to get lucky once in a while. Uh
4: The Celtics looked pretty good in the fourth, too
2: at half court, gets rid of it, barely to Marcus Smart, shot block at five, Smart, right-hand dribble, attacks the paint, puts it off the window, and rattles home. Goes right into the body,
5: right into the body.
2: Timeout Steve Kerr with 2.19 to go, and a raucous TD Garden with 18,000 who've waited
6: 12 years for this night. Boston 114, Golden
4: State 100. And the Celtics would roll on to that victory, 116-100. to Some problems for Golden State because Steph Curry got hurt in the last four minutes of that game, got rolled up Uh on by Stephen Horford. If you didn't stay up to watch, Celtics up two games to one now in the series. The next game will be Friday in Boston again. And if Curry's not healthy, I mean... You never know how that will go, so
3: yeah, you can't, you can't. Lose we can't predict
4: curve. if he doesn't play, they're in big trouble. Big trouble. Uh, We'll tell you more about that when there becomes information available on it. KBOI News Time is six seventeen.
7: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live
3: and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton uh, out, feeling under the weather. Rick Worthington in, feeling over the weather. <laughs> uh, Something we, like that. The good news is for you that tomorrow we have our hometown breakfast going on at Rooster's Eatery and Catering, Emerald and Maple Grove in Boise. And if uh, Chris is still feeling under the weather tomorrow morning, um, you could to come join us for breakfast.
4: Well, I'm not silly enough to have any ideas that maybe that would happen.
3: You think he'd get out of his deathbed for free breakfast? Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. And if there was coffee and bacon involved, I mean, he'd skip there all the way. We'll be there tomorrow morning. You get a, a triple, you know I'm right, Nathaniel. You, you get a triple shot tomorrow morning. Um, from my understanding, Nate Shellman will be our engineer on site tomorrow morning, so he will also be there along with us. I'm sure we'll have uh, him on the mic at one point during the season yeah. or during the show tomorrow morning. Um, part of the reason is uh, because we have tickets to the jet boat races in Ontario this weekend. Nate Shellman's going to be doing his show live tomorrow afternoon from the jet boat races, and they are going to strap him in to one of the jet boat and scare the bejesus out of him.
4: There's nothing wrong with that.
3: <laughs> he He's not going to do it live. And I I said, why aren't you going to do it live? And he goes, because there's no nine-second delay on the jet boat. <laughs> I bring that up because we will have jet boat tickets to give away tomorrow morning. We will have tickets for you to win to Jackson's Country Stomp. We will have tickets to win to the Boise Hawks. There we go. Free giveaways all morning long, in addition to breakfast. It's all happening. Hopefully, we will see you at the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing once again. Tomorrow, they open up at 7. We'll be there beginning at 6. Roosters, uh, Emerald, and Maple Grove. Um, we told you about the weather, you heard the weather in the forecast, we're going to be what, mid-80s today, near 90 tomorrow, yeah. Um, yeah. really nice, and then once again this weekend, the weather is going to suck. I wish <laughs> they would do that during the week, crappy weather during the week, nice weather on the weekend. Uh, I bring this up because um, Patriot Thunder, who we had on the air with Man, us. Man, they've they, gotten
4: hosed the last couple of weeks. They really have.
3: So Patriot Thunder was supposed to happen um, two weeks ago. But the weather. No, it was
4: supposed to happen this last
3: weekend. That's right. This last and weekend. And then they
4: rescheduled that they were going to do it this weekend. Mm-hmm. And but now they're looking at the forecast, like, well, that's not going to
3: work. This is the uh, statement we got from Bruce Wong, uh, who we had on the air with us. As you have all witnessed, we are in a very unique weather pattern for June. I've been speaking with weather professionals. It's very clear that this Sunday will be a repeat, if not stronger, than last Sunday's rain and thunderstorms. That was bad last week, and this is supposed to be worse. Maybe. In line with our concerns last week for safety of our participants, our police escorts, the gunfighters at Mountain Home, and the public regarding Sunday's forecast, we will delay the running of the 2022 Idaho Patriot Thunder to Sunday, July 10th. So they're moving it a whole. Pushing it back again, yeah. And I, I got to thinking, I go, why don't they just do it next weekend? And then I remember it's Father's Day. You don't want to try to do this on no, Father's Day, don't. so yep. yeah. So July 10th is, if you had plans to be a part of it, once again, you can still be a part of it. Um, a huge success year, ast- year after year, but it will be going on now, July 10th. For those of you who live in the Meridian area, don't worry about a Howitzer waking you up at mm-hmm. uh, this this coming. Not this time. Yeah, this coming Sunday morning, it will be july 10th so anyway sorry to hear that but uh for those of you they, they're not canceling it just postponing that to keep that in mind 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless lots to talk about tonight um we've got high theater in washington dc will you be watching it tonight uh we'll also talk about uh gas tax temporarily a vacation from your gas taxes would you like to see that here in the state of idaho for six months that's what's being proposed we'll talk more about that and of course it's another day um, another chance about talking about gun laws the house passed a package yesterday we'll give you the details on that and a whole lot more coming up
7: for your Google Play, simply say "Hey Google, Play Six Seventy KBOI."
3: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is
0: Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: By the way, um, in addition to the Bear Valley Rafting Half Day Payette River trip that will be our sweet deal tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, there's another sweet deal. We have two coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, the other one is the Pork Belly and Cune, a fifty dollars gift certificate. You've been there, right, Right. Fan, Pork Belly? Fantastic oh, food. Yeah. There a Once bunch again, of times. Um, if, if you like um, gravy, get yourself a cup of gravy. You don't even need to put it on anything. It's that good. Uh, $50 for only $25. It's one of our two sweet deals available. Get one or both tomorrow morning beginning at 9 o'clock.
4: Am I wrong by, by saying KUI. that the standard of any good breakfast place is the gravy that they have for their biscuits and gravy? If you can't do biscuits and gravy right, I've got a problem. There's surprisingly
3: me, there's surprisingly a lot of places that, you know, don't necessarily do it right. There's others that do do it right. And then there's those like pork belly and cuna where it's beyond anything that I've ever had before. That's not I'm hyperbole. It's just like what I'm saying. I was raving uh, when I was having it. And I wasn't kidding. I would take a thermos and fill up a thermos full of their gravy. It's that good. I've been to a,
4: a breakfast place in California where they didn't have biscuits and gravy on the menu.
3: Oh, they should be. That and should be like, against the law. What are we doing here? Yeah. Should be against the law. Excuse me, it's a, they've
4: got like everything has avocado, but they've got no <laughs> gravy. Let's
3: move. It's time to leave. Kenny in Meridian, uh, thank you for hanging on uh, with us this morning here on News Talk KBOI. Drew. Good morning to you.
5: Good morning, gentlemen. How are
3: you? Good morning.
5: Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna upset you guys. I don't I don't eat pork, because that stuff just makes me move. We can't be Sorry, friends,
3: but... Kenny. Sorry. <laughs>
5: That's all right. I, I, no matter what I said about myself, I like you guys. You guys rock.
3: Thank yeah, you.
4: Thank
5: you. <laughs> all right. So I know gas prices are ridiculously high. You know, I work for a company that, you know, has to pay for gas all the time. But I'm listening to a news feed yesterday about Mayor McClain, you know, if you want to call her that. Uh, she's given her employees a raise for three months for to help um, – uh, Offset the cost of uh, the cost of living, and I I haven't heard you guys talk about that or not before. I tell you what, that got me hot under the collar. I was like, why in the world do you guys get special privileges and the rest of us have to bust our butt just to make me against me?
4: Well, we did have so that as a story uh, in, in the newsroom. I'm I'm sorry you missed oh, that, you? but yeah, we we did we wrote that up. Oh, okay. Um, I right. I don't have a problem with it, um, knowing how poorly staffed the city of boise is right now you've got and up it's like that in everybody's office it seems i know it's like that most places right now especially restaurants where you go in and they've got you know two servers to a huge room and you know they'd have more if they could get more but uh, the city of boise employees are all covering for somebody and then somebody else and I don't personally have a problem with it, knowing how short staffed they are in just about every department.
3: But is is your problem just the fact that it's your tax dollars that go to see that? Is that is that what your problem is, or the fact that you can't get a raise like they're getting a raise?
8: Both. Both.
3: both. Okay.
5: Because, yeah, we both. I mean, we all we all got to suffer, and I just uh, it, it just frustrates me The tax dollars gets to go to people to help. Offset third costs of living and things like
4: that. You know the nice uh, thing about them being so understaffed right now is that they're not having to redo budgets or anything like that because they're saving so much money from people not
3: being yeah. employed that they have a big surplus what of money they, that they have? Like they can spend right about a hundred open jobs right now. The city of Borussia? I don't
4: recall what the number is. I'd be making it up, so I, I won't go there. But <laughs> it, it's it's a lot. It, they've got a lot of people, okay. a lot of openings. So giving a little adjustment here for the employees that are working and, you know, working their butts off is it's okay for me.
3: Thank you, Kenny, for the call. Appreciate well, your thoughts you this morning.
4: Yep. Thank you, guys. Have thank yourself you a good day. Yeah.
6: You too. Bye.
3: 645. Let's go check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, just off Gallon Road next to the Albertsons over there. Get in today for lunch. They open up at 1030 every day. Monday through Saturday Fat Guys Fresh Deli
4: Mike is so insufferable when the Mariners are winning.
3: And a pitch, fastball swing on, hit the other way past
0: the diving Bregman,
9: getting away on his <laughs> weaker. Comes around third, Alvarez boots it out there, getting to third safely is Julio, and the Mariners have tied this baby up at
4: 1-1. See the problem is I love nothing more than watching the Astros
3: lose. That's what I love. Do you know that's the first time that they have won a series in Houston since 2018.
4: Well, here was the here was the big hit of the game. Will lead at
2: third, one out, the stretch, and the pitch is Jesse swinging a ground ball left side and through for a base hit. Here comes Tremell on to score easily, and the Mariners have a 6-3 lead. Jesse Winker just reaching out pokes a ground ball wide of Bregman at third. He was the only one on the left side of the infield. 6-3, Mariners lead the Astros. Here in the top half of the 8th, and here comes Dusty out of the dugout.
4: France had his ninth homer of the year. Raleigh had his seventh homer of the year. A good night for the Mariners. Um, Logan let's see. Gilbert, don't forget him. Yeah, Gilbert six, six innings, seven hits, uh, three earned runs given up in that game. 2.41 ERA for that guy. He's going to be their all-star this year. Well, I hope
3: so, because they haven't got any others right now. Uh, J-Rod. J. Rod's a v- very good chance to be a rookie of the year. He's leading all rookies in home runs, batting average, stolen he's hitting bases. He's 270.
4: Let's not get too up on the
3: guy. He, he's not a, like he's hitting 400. Two, 270 after starting he's the gonna year. He's going to be MVP, Rick. I didn't say gonna MVP. Be the best player in baseball. Say, hey,
4: Mariners fans. Mark, fan. mark this down
3: so I can play this back for Rick at the end of the year. I said rookie of the year, not MVP. I said rookie of the year. He's got a long ways to. We got a long ways to go, but we've won our last. He four does have a
4: long ways se- to go. We've won
3: our last four series. Okay, six three win over the Astros,
4: and Mike's calling for a World Series championship. KBOI well, News, some, time is six forty seven. Keeping my
3: hopes up that they just make the playoffs. For God's
7: sake, that'd be good. The great one, Mark Levin, tonight at seven. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is
0: Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Once again, uh, Chris Walton is uh, out this morning. Rick Worthington, filling in. Appreciate it, uh, I miss Rick. miss him so much. <laughs> I imagine you probably do. <laughs> Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, those are also good numbers to remember. Or Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the place to go when you're looking uh, at buying, selling real estate. Maybe you would like to find out how you can invest in real estate, they can help you out. 208 888 4128 today. Another chance at a $50 gift certificate to DeLuca's Italian restaurant in downtown Boise, located in Bodo. Free gift certificate. This will be coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Start working on the question right now. Um, our question today, constitutional amendment lowering the age to vote nationwide was passed back in 1971. But the first state to lower the voting age from 21 to 18 happened many, many years before that. What state was the first state to lower the voting age to 18? If you know, stick around. Your chance to win coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour.
0: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI.
3: Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Seven zero seven. Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton. who's feeling under the weather today. Thank you, sir.
4: Better get better soon, Chris.
3: Two, well, you don't want him to get better too soon because you get free breakfast Well, I'm, if,
4: I'm not counting on you know? that. If I get to go and have <laughs> breakfast with you tomorrow and get paid for being out there, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty excited yeah. about that. Mike.
3: Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through this morning, you can also email us Mike at KBY.com. Text us same as our uh, main number. You can also call toll free. One eight hundred five two nine five two six four. Are you uh, already making the popcorn, getting ready uh, for tonight's high theater in uh, watching the made-for primetime television show of uh, the House Select Committee on the January sixth insurrection?
10: You I and, will. You pay and I attention. are. Gonna, I know. I know you I'll and I are going to be watching
3: sure. this because you know it's, it's news and you want to be able to uh, talk about it. I'm curious. Will you? And I'm talking to the listeners, not you, because I know we'll be watching it. He's tuning in. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to watch it for three straight weeks. Um, But they are doing this during prime time tonight to try and get as many eyes on it as they possibly can. That's where the theater part comes in. What is the end game
4: of this going to be,
3: Mike? I have no clue. I I, I think they want to try and, and show America that it was worse than we even thought.
4: I think they probably are as well. And I think it probably is. I think it probably is a lot worse than we thought.
3: I don't know. I, I think uh, an insurrection of this nation's capital is, is about as bad as you can get. I don't know how you, you know, make it worse than that. Oh, I could tell you how. How's that?
4: There's some type of conversation that occurred between people in the White House and people that were going to do the insurrection that's how it gets worse i don't know if that's the case and i'm not i'm not saying that it is okay i'm just saying that's the worst case scenario proud boys had some kind of communication with the president of the united states certainly wasn't the vice president of the united states let's just say there there was Okay. for the sake of argument for the sake I, of
3: argument for the say sake that there of was, argument there's some kind of that, conversation that they got between the proud boys and president trump phone number of trump or, or twitter or whatever actually was he was he even on twitter then I proud I, boys were protecting plenty of uh people before
4: the insurrection occurred what's his butt uh i'm sorry i'm I wasn't prepared to go into this, so I'm, I'm forgetting the gentleman's name that I'm.
3: I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll okay. talk to you
4: about it in a second. I, I had a
3: point and I lost it. I'll get there. The uh, January 6th panel, it's a House Select Committee. Uh, one of the members of those committees, Dep- Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, says that the panel has evidence of a lot more than incitement. Take a listen.
7: And is Donald Trump the center of this conspiracy? Are you able to connect those dots?
11: Well, um, I, you know, people are going to have to make judgments themselves about the relative role that different people played. But uh, I think that uh, Donald Trump and the White House were at the center of these events. That's the only way, really, of making sense of them all. Uh, Of course, the House and the Senate in bicameral and bipartisan fashion have already determined that um, the former President Donald Trump incited an insurrection uh, by majority votes in the House and the Senate, although uh, Donald Trump wasn't convicted by the requisite two-thirds majority, but uh, commanding majorities found that uh, he had in fact incited this insurrection. But uh, the Uh, the select committee has found evidence about a lot more than incitement here. And we are going to be laying out the evidence about all of the actors uh, who were pivotal to what took place on January 6th.
3: See, already I don't like, you're going to have to use your judgment to decide instead of, we have evidence that proves, so now we're, I mean, you just have to use your judgment.
4: I remembered the name of the person I was thinking of. Yes. The Proud Boys on January 6th were protecting and acting as bodyguards for Roger Stone on that day, and so I know that there was some type of communication between Proud Boys and Roger Stone at the very least, and Roger Stone very well connected to the president, as you know. That That's where I was drawing right. some platitudes. So um, I'm, I'm not saying there was, but I'm saying if you're looking at this investigation what is the end game? What are they trying to do? They're trying to tie the insurrection to the guy in the White House, and I think that's really what they're hoping to show the American public. Yeah. Whether or not they will or not, I can't tell you, but that's where the drama comes from. And honestly, if there is something that connects the two, I, I want to know about it. I think everybody should.
3: Is it enough to just say, hey, they were talking?
4: No. No, it's not. Yeah. I think you need more than that. Absolutely, you do. However, if you can prove that Proud Boys or whoever the insurrectionists were, if they were not just instigated by the president, if there was some type of communication there, um, yeah, I I think that that will play pretty big on, uh, especially whether Donald Trump runs in the next election or not.
3: I still don't think he's going to.
4: I don't think he is either now. I think think that uh, ship has sailed. Which is typically the case. I mean, isn't there only one other president who's been president, wasn't reelected, and then came back and ran again? Still See, lost. Where's Chris? He would know the answer to he that He would. The, the, I think you're right. The strong I can't suit. Rem- Yeah, I can't remember. I, I want to say that. Teddy Roosevelt is the only guy.
3: Our question for you this morning, are you going to watch? I mean, they're, they're running this in prime time, and they're running it in prime time for a reason, because they want people... To uh, watch, they have also hired someone to make sure that it is entertaining. His name is James Goldstrand, former president of ABC News.
4: I want to make sure it's entertaining,
3: ma- master documentary storyteller who ran Good Morning America and Nightline. He has joined the committee as an unannounced advisor. He plans to make the raw, uh, make it raw enough so that skeptical journal- journalists will find the material fresh and chew over the disclosure and future coverage. He wants to draw the eyeballs of Americans who haven't followed the ins and outs of the capitol riot probe to this point he said that the hearing will be a mix of live witnesses and pre-produced video committee has gained access to the official white house photographs from january 6th and have uh never uh, been seen before publicly photos that will be released videos that will be released the public that has never seen before um An aide says the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack in the United States has conducted more than 1,000 depositions and interviews, with more scheduled. Uh, They've received 140,000 plus documents and is uh, following up on 472 tips received through the committee's online tip line. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. The hearing is expected to take up to three weeks. So, my question to you is as we go to break for sports here. Will you watch? Is this something you're going to watch? Is it something you care about? 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Go ahead and email us, mike at kby.com. Let's get a quick check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Check them out online at fatguysfreshdeli.com. How deep are the pockets
4: of the Los Angeles Rams? They made Aaron Donald the highest paid defensive player in the league, made that guy's making quarterback money as a defensive lineman. He is good. And then they signed another guy, Cooper Cup, to a three-year 80 million dollar contract extension yesterday. It includes 75 million guaranteed wow. it's worth 110 million over the five years of the deal. It's the highest amount of guaranteed money ever given to an NFL-wide receiver. Cooper Cup is gonna make that money. More than Tyreek Hill by about three million. More than Stephon Diggs by five million. More than Devontae
3: Adams. That sucks. By almost ten million dollars. I say that sucks because DK Metcalf is up for contracting. He's watching all these guys licking his chops, mm-hmm. going, I'm gonna make twenty five million dollars a year as a wide receiver. Gotta
4: stay healthy. Last season, Cup led the league with 145 catches for 1,900-plus yards and 16 touchdowns, and that was just during the regular season. He caught a pair of touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He was named MVP of the game. He became the fourth player since the 1970 merger to lead the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Can you name another guy who's done it? No. Yes, you can. I can. Jerry Rice.
3: Oh, that's right.
4: And then Jerry Rice. And then I don't remember who the other guy is, but he was probably pretty good. (laughs) Actually, I think it was Randy Moss. Might have been. Um, Yeah, Cooper Cup is pretty good, and he's getting paid as well. But I'll ask the question again. How much money do the Rams have? Because they're throwing some serious change around at these two guys. What it, and they're
3: paying a quarterback. Yeah, what it tells you is they think that they have uh, their window is still open for another Super Bowl, so they're throwing it all this year. I think you're going to see all you know a bunch of these going away here. Well,
4: I, they don't have a first round pick for the next so many years. Yeah. I mean, they traded all those yeah. guys already. And we'll see. KBOI News time is seven eighteen. Time for the morning
0: market report,
7: powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On
0: News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
3: Well, a couple of hours ago, the uh, futures looked pretty good. Uh, not so much now. Looks like everything is uh, going to be down uh, as we get into the opening here in a few minutes. I uh, did want to talk Jeremiah Bates with us to talk about your money this morning. All-star Jeremiah Bates. We. <laughs>
12: We, uh, Making a, mount- a mountain out of a molehill, Rick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about uh, a- a home construction. Um, you got home prices that are starting to fall. Mortgage rates are rising. Um, how- however, one good thing that over the last year and a half that has been causing increase in home building seems to be going down.
12: Yeah, and I think this is more representative of just how quick and dynamic things are moving post-COVID, right? So if you go back to May 2021, I think we all remember the uh, headlines that were looming around lumber futures because they hit an all-time high price of just over 1,700 bucks um, for um, what's the the measuring stick for a thousand thousand board feet board, right? Um, and that was almost sixfold above what the price was in April 2020 which is around $300 so that's when really these talks around inflation and how things are overpriced and that that rubber really started to hit the road well now fast forward about a year later and you're starting to see a starkly different picture particularly for lumber I mean it's down 30 percent um, I know even more than that it 's down forty eight percent from the recent highs that we 've seen so it 's down almost fifty percent and estimates are analysts are estimating that 's going to drop even lower than that and it 's not really a surprise because we 're seeing Number one, a build up an in inventory for new homes, right? So, in April, there was a nine-month supply of new homes up over four and a half percent from the same time year, a year ago. So, you're starting to see the effects of higher rates. You're starting to see the effects of reduced disposable income. All these things are coming to a head, where it's certainly weighing down on the demand, particularly for new home builds. So, we're looking at a nine-month inventory that's up, um, over up almost five percent. So, no surprise that that's certainly going to weigh down on that lumber. Price because demand is just low so in, in my opinion just shows how quickly things can change particularly in the commodities market and the lumber lumber futures market is is historically very volatile on its own but we're also seeing it come under some significant uh, drop some significant selling pressure because hey you look at people with less money you have people dealing with higher interest rates higher gas prices jeesh uh, all these are coming to a head and certainly affecting the the price of lumber.
3: Uh, what do we have to look forward to, uh, here to the final few two two days of the week? It looks like, uh, as of right now, the stock market hasn't done uh, good every day. It looks like it might be pulling back up. Like I said, two hours ago, the stock market futures were up over 200 points. Even yesterday morning, um, we were up a couple hundred points, but uh, ended the day down, what, I think over 200?
12: Yeah, no, we were certainly looking at, I mean, like you said, in the futures market a bit earlier, it looked like we were going to be off to a, a very uh, positive open to the upside, but not the case. Um, really what the market's going to be looking for now is the CPI readings that are going to be released tomorrow. So hopefully we're starting to, see, we're going to start seeing a deceleration in these hot inflation numbers that we've been seeing month over month. If we get a good inflation read, this will likely be digested positively by investors and we could see a quick bump, a solid bump to end the week. However, if it's status quo or a surprise to the upside, meaning it, it the inflation numbers come in hotter than anticipated... I would anticipate some volatility and to close out the week uh, with some significant selling pressure. So again, what's top of mind is inflation. What's top of mind is the Federal Reserve, how aggressive they're going to be with interest rates. And if we get more and more hot inflation readings, we don't see it decelerate the the uh, anticipation of the Federal Reserve sinking us into a recession or cooling us down too quickly. Right. Uh, the market doesn't like that. They have some uncertainty, and they will certainly react.
4: I would just like to point out that when he started, I heard slumber futures instead of lumber futures, <laughs> and, and I was like, it's sleep. not looking real good,
12: Jeremiah. <laughs>
3: Kids,
4: you know, it's summertime, it's like, right. slumber futures are not good.
3: <laughs> uh, thank you. We'll get an update from you here in about an hour after the market opens and talk to you again uh, for a Friday uh, tomorrow morning.
12: Thanks, gents
7: tonight at 10 it's michael knowles now back to mike
0: casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
3: 743 chris walton out today rick worthington filling in phone lines are open at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless if you would uh, like to weigh in this morning You can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Or you can text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. About half an hour ago, we uh, talked about the uh, January 6th Select Committee hearing that is going to be going on primetime tonight. Theater for you to watch during primetime. It's that important. Are you going to watch it? Just wanted to put that out there. There's there's no right or wrong answer. Just curious if you are going to watch. Kenny writes in a uh, text message at 208-336-3700. Hell to the no. Won't huh. be wasting my time watching. I believe it's all lies. Uh, Vic writes in, thank goodness my son has a baseball game tonight. Well, Vic, don't don't forget, this is just one night. Well, you've got
5: plenty you got, of time to catch you up. you
3: about three weeks uh, of this going on, and maybe your son has a game every night, you lucky guy, you. Uh, Al writes in, uh, email Mike at KBY.com. The idea of a primetime analysis of January 6th is just a, Al, I can't say that word, uh, crap show, sensationalism for the masses, Irritainment, is there really any expectation that the primetime program will be fair and balanced? That it won't be biased because the producers know 95% of those watching the first program will watch any of the subsequent episodes and get the whole picture. I will be as far from any source of broadcast media as I can get during that time. No substance. Okay.
4: Uh, Well, if there is no substance, we'll tell you there was no substance.
3: Yeah, you don't have to watch it. You can listen to
4: us tomorrow morning. We'll tell you if there's no substance, all right? But if there is something there, don't be surprised if you hear about it. I mean, don't be so locked in to the party that you can't accept there was actually something really wrong going on there. Well, I think If there we, was
3: something wrong going on there, you should pay attention to it. Yeah, I think we all know something is go, was going wrong there. I mean, we all watched it. We all listened to the reports of it happening. Um, Nate and I, like I said, we sat in the studio for two hours mm-hmm. watching it live and talking about it. Uh, John writes in, Insurrection, I doubt it, but what they won't investigate is the documented factual evidence that there was widespread corruption in many blue states. The documentary 2,000 Mules paints the picture, and it's pretty compelling. No feelings involved, documented facts, but they won't investigate that. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Like I said, there's no right, there's no wrong answer. I'm just curious. Will you be watching? I mean, they, they put this in prime time to get as many eyes on it as possible paul nampa good morning you're on news talk kby can you hold on paul we need to get to uh sports here i want to i want to hear i want to give you plenty of time to talk but can you hold on for just a few minutes thank you yes all right hold on right there all right let's get a check on what is going on in sports we'll get to paul um you can weigh in also you can either call us you can email us you can text us will you be watching tonight prime time special january 6 insurrection the hearing select committee hearing is going on tonight In the meantime, let's get a check one final time on sports this morning. Rick Worthington here with uh, this update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for lunch. They're open every day, Monday through Saturday, beginning at 1030 in the morning. You can call that almost a a brunch or a a breakfast (laughs) lunch if you would like, but they open up at 1030, both locations, East Boise and in Meridian. A raucous crowd in Boston, in the Garden, Game 3
4: of the NBA Finals.
2: Golden State is not have a foul to give. Jalen blitzed it half court, gets rid of it, barely to Marcus Smart. Well, shot block at five. Smart right-hand dribble, attacks the paint, puts it off the window, and rattles home. Goes right into the body.
5: Right into the body.
2: Timeout, Steve Kerr, with 2.19 to go, and a raucous TD Garden with 18,000 who've That's waited 12 years for this night.
4: Boston 114, Golden State 100. Told you it was raucous. 116-110, to final score. Boston up two games to one in that series. Jason Tatum pretty good last night. 26 points, nine assists, six rebounds, a couple of steals.
3: Actually, it was one steal. I take it back. So bad news for the Warriors, but there's even more bad news possibly, right?
4: Well, if you take Steve Kerr at his word, Steph Curry's not hurt. Um, it that's what he said. Here, let me play the soundbite for you. I'm attempting to play the soundbite. Concern for Steph. There we go. I didn't, I didn't
3: say that. Let's try there again. More took more. him out with two minutes left because we were down by 14 points. So
4: no concern for Steph moving forward. I didn't, I
3: didn't say that. I just the injury didn't force him out of the game, but I took him out down 14 with two minutes left because we weren't going to catch up.
4: Okay. So Steve Kerr says, "No, I'm not saying he's not injured. <laughs> we didn't pull him because uh, he's I injured. I took him out of the but... <laughs> game, not because he was injured, but I'm not saying yeah. he's not injured, right? Okay. If on. Steph Curry has problems, it's because Stephen Horford rolled up on his leg with about four minutes to play. It took a couple of minutes for Steve Kerr to bring him out, but he did so with two minutes left. Well, you know, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Curry's hurt. Celtics are up two games to one game." Four also in Boston on Friday night. It could be trouble for the Dubs. If they
3: go up 3-1, to one, it's big trouble.
4: It's big trouble. KBOI News Time is 748.
7: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
9: On day one of the hearings, the committee hopes to document the horror of the day on Capitol Hill and Donald Trump's failure to do anything to stop it. In addition to they'll hear live testimony from Capitol Police officer Caroline Edwards, who was injured when rioters broke through the barricades. And we will hear taped testimony from some of those closest to Trump when it all went down, including his daughter Ivanka and son-in-law Jared Kushner.
3: Hmm, bet they're going to have... Compelling evidence against their dad and father-in-law. Our our question for you today is: Are you going to watch? I mean, this is specifically made so that you'll be home, you'll have had your dinner, for those of you who work during the day, so that you have time to watch us. It it's going to be played on all the major channels. Mm-hmm. So if you have plans to watch Law and Order tonight, that ain't that ain't happening. American Idol, n- n- not happening. Channel ABC, CBS, NBC all going to be running the primetime January 6th select committee hearing beginning tonight. And our question to you today is, will you be watching? Is this going to be compelling enough for you to take time out of watching something else or doing something else with your family? Um, Mountain Home Guy writes, There is there was no insurrection, just angry folk demonstrating. Only reason for hearings is to take our attention off rising inflation and horribly increasing fuel costs, won't waste a single moment watching yeah, the same fake pomp and foolishness. I don't see like how Trump you hearings. could see
4: any of the video of the thing that went on, whatever you want to call it, and say that's not an insurrection.
3: Well, I mean, you can. You can that's say that's not a protest. It. It. He didn't call it a protest. He said, "Folks demonstrating." Now, the people who that's were not a demonstration. A demonstration is when you're picketing out front. I understand that, but you have. How many people were, were taking part in this? Thousand? I don't know what the number is, Out of is, the Mike. thousand, you're looking at a handful that were responsible for the violence, the destruction, and they're, they're being found and they're being charged, and I think almost all of them are being found guilty. Now, the people that didn't do that—that that, I mean, just because you were there doesn't mean you were a part of an insurrection. I don't think that's my personal feelings. Now, if you—if you were destroying property, if you were in places that you weren't supposed to be in, then yeah, you—you you should be tried, and convicted, and punished to the full extent of the law. And I think, for the most part, it, it sounds like that they're doing that.
4: Well, if you are paying attention. Um, then what you're supposed to be seeing is some previously unseen information that's related to the president's involvement in that conspiracy to undo the election results. I don't know if that's what they're going to prove or not, right? but that's what they're supposed to be showing. Some things that you haven't seen before that says
3: the president the may have wanted them gun. to... I don't, I don't know that that's what we're going to see, Mike. I really don't. With, and see, in my opinion, is, if there's not a smoking gun, then this is all just smoking. Okay, news. but if there is, right. then, you want to know is, about it. Yeah, if, if there is. If there's not, why'd you waste our time? Correct. Yeah. Um, 208-336-3700. This is not scientific. We just want to know from you, the listener, will you be a watcher? tonight of the select select committee hearing when it is in prime time go ahead and share your thoughts 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless you can also email or text us currently 66 degrees in downtown boise it's 759 i like this email from robin hi mike absolutely no never am i going to watch this this is so typical of the hypocritical left wing three-letter news wing i will listen to you chris and rick for the updates well that's nice yeah thank you robin uh coming up here in 20 minutes we have a uh 50 gift certificate the lucas italian restaurant in downtown boise in, Lo- in bodo if you can answer our casper and chris damn near impossible question constitutional amendment lowering the age to vote nationwide was passed back in 1971 but the first date to lower the voting age from 21 to 18 happened many years before that. Our question today, what state was it to first lower the age to 18?
7: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to
0: Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
9: This morning, exclusively on ABC, we're seeing extraordinary never-before-seen video of the January 6th attack on the Capitol, taken by documentary filmmaker Nick Quested, who turned over hours of footage to the January 6th committee. He was right there with the Proud Boys and others as they marched on the Capitol who captured the chaos outside, the first barricades going down. Clashes on the inaugural platform. A rioter falling off the balcony.
3: Those are some of the um, views, the audio and video that you'll be seeing in... Uh, Pretty chaotic. Tonight. Pretty chaotic. Will you watch? They're airing it in prime time so that they can get more eyes on it. And, uh, and our question this morning is, is this something that you will take the time to watch? It's not scientific poll. We're just asking you, the listener. Or will you wait for our updates that uh, Rick, Chris, and I will have tomorrow morning? Um, Email in from Bryce says, this show is just smoke and mirrors. They're trying to take America's eyes off the current problems we have. This is going to be a one-sided show. They're also going to show cut-ups and a bunch of BS that we've already seen that don't have anything new and guaranteed. They won't show any video of Capitol Police officers firing off flashbangs into people just standing around with flags, nor will they show one capital police officer beating that lady to death while she was unconscious that didn't happen by the way there was no police officer that beat a woman to death now the police did shoot a woman mm-hmm. and that's the only death that happened but yeah they didn't they did so that that won't happen. Um, this is a dumpster fire and they're trying to save midterms that's it
4: well if you want to look at this in with non-political eyes I'm all in favor
3: it's hard to look at it in non-political eyes well I, because, I agree i mean it is it is political you know what i mean see i i don't know that you have to look at it that way mike i don't if i don't if, want if it's not to... political why are they running it in prime time
4: well that that's a very good point and i'm not going to
3: argue that that that's the I... only reason i say it's political if it's not political You run this during the regular business day. You don't run this because prime time for the, for the Congressman, the house select committee that are going to be doing taking part in this is nine o'clock till like one o'clock in the morning tonight. No,
4: I I get you. And and I'm not saying that that's not done for a political reason. I'm saying, can you look at evidence? Can you look at a video of people attacking police officers and breaking into the Capitol with non-political eyes? and not see that they're carrying a Trump flag, can can you do that? Can you just say there there's people attacking the Capitol and not say those are Trump supporters that are attacking the Capitol? Can you do that? That's why I'm saying, can, can you look at evidence and not be biased by what they look like or the flag that they're carrying? I think that's what you need to do. Um, now, can you do that or not? I don't know. That's what I think asking. I think there are so many people that are already so defensive because they're a Republican or a Democrat, they're more about the party than they are about the evidence. and that, that's what I, I wanted people to get away from. Just look at the eyes through non-political eyes if you can. and if you can't, then yeah, don't watch it in prime time. Just take the highlights from MSNBC or but, Fox ah, News. Just go ahead no, and do no, that. No. Well, yeah, that's no. where your party's at. Go no. ahead and just do that.
3: Take the highlights on News Talk KBOI tomorrow morning. You listen to the. No, you can't do that because we're going to do it (laughs) non-bias.
4: And if you're going to listen to us instead of the biased reporting you're going to get from those clowns, do that.
3: Paul in Nampa, good morning. Are you going to watch tonight, Paul? Who? Paul, are you there?
8: Yeah. 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 Are you going to watch tonight? It's it's out of curiosity more than anything else. I'll watch it. Uh, I, I see it as a political exercise. The problem that they've got with it is they don't have any Republicans. They have a rhino, but they don't have any Republicans. I think keeping them off and not letting McCarthy pick the people that he wanted to be on that has kept it a, as a partisan exercise, and there's only one winner in this. You look at the people that have been sentenced so far for trespassing, that they were put in solitary confinement. Now, how many people do you know have ever spent time in solitary confinement for trespassing if it was an insurrection where were all the guns that they brought with them when they came in i didn't see one the only gun i saw was the one that shot shot that that american veteran that woman i forgot her name unfortunately so i'm a little it's 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 almost like they want to they want to make something out of nothing um
3: but your your answer to our question is that you will watch tonight correct just out of curiosity. All yeah, right. Absolutely. All right. Out of All right. Thank I don't you. think that's nothing. Thank you for the call. I disagree. I, don't I think what I, happened is nothing. And I, I don't also agree. D- I disagree too uh, in that you don't have to have guns to have an insurrection. No, you do not. Yeah, I, I, I will disagree. Uh, Jerry writes in morning. I might watch. It's going to be nice this evening. No rain, so got to catch up on yard work. I just can't (laughs) believe how much in denial your listeners are in. Did they not see what was happening? Have they not heard about the five police deaths? Something happened, and to just accept that is okay is responsible. If they're okay with how January 6th played out, then Idaho has definitely turned extremist. Well, I mean, once again, there were not five police deaths that happened in this thing. There were no police deaths that happened in this. One police officer died. A day later, and even his brother said it had nothing to do with the uh, insurrection. It was health-related. He, he had health health problems, and he'd had them for a long time. No police officers died. The only person that died during this was the woman who was shot by the police. Rich in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBI. you going to watch tonight?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing is... For one, people are saying this is just uh, something to get our minds off of inflation and stuff. This investigation started 18 months ago. And also, Nancy Pelosi, her first offer to the Republicans uh, and the Senate, Republicans in the Senate rejected it, was to have a committee of non-politicians, you know, and let the Democrats and Republicans pick an equal number and have equal subpoena power. That was her first offer. The Republicans in the Senate rejected it. And so, and then, and then, of course, yeah, McCarthy put up some people to be on the committee. That were some of the people that were being investigated. You, you, you don't, you don't put people investigating the crime that were involved in the crime. Uh,
3: Such as who? And this.
1: Uh, uh, Who was being well, investigated
3: Jordan. for insurrection that they, oh, that yeah. he put up?
1: Oh, no, no, I, I didn't say insurrection. You always try to put words, but he was being investigated for his involvement in the insurrection and in getting people in there. He's he's Jordan and some of those guys were part of the problem. They're, they're some of the people you'll probably hear testimony about what they did Uh and there, and there was a concerted effort to put in a false slate of electors to, through a bunch of states, and that's illegal. That's trying to overturn an election. This, and, this, and, and this, and what is does no that have to do with is, the
3: hearing going on tonight?
1: That's what the hearing is about. It's about all that stuff that went on.
3: I thought I that's thought the hearing meant. was about the January sixth insurrection. So you must you must have more different yeah. news than we do. No. Well, that's that was that's what was going on in January. 6th. Yeah, but we're not going to hear about Actually, that during yeah, the that's, hearing. That's not what this hearing is about. You're trying to add stuff they, into the hearing that has nothing no, they, to do. No, they, they
4: were
1: they they were trying to stop the electors. That's what the, the, the crowd was trying to do, and that's what some of those Republicans were trying to do. They were trying to stop the vote on the electors. That's all in there. And well, you're
6: you're
4: partially right. You're partially right there. Yes. They are going to reveal some previously unseen information that's related to the president's involvement in a conspiracy to undo election results. That's what they're going to try and show. So, yeah, you're you're partially right there. But again, we're not talking about what's going on in other states. We're still just talking about what happened during that insurrection.
3: We'll talk more about this. Just curious if you are going to uh, watch tonight. So far, we've got two people. One said he is going to watch. Another said uh, they might watch if they get done with their uh, lawn work so far. uh, Overwhelmingly, listeners saying they're not going to put a whole lot of time in watching tonight, the uh, beginning of the select hearing committee. Uh, hearing committee on the insurrection during january 6th we'll take more of your phone calls coming up after nine o'clock um, we've got our casper and chris damn near impossible question coming up here next 50 dollar gift certificate on the way for you from uh deluca's italian restaurant and then after news at the bottom of the hour we'll talk some canyon county business this morning with canyon county commissioner leslie van beek she'll be here live with us this morning that's all coming up on news talk kboi
7: Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: 825, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Uh, $50 gift certificate to DeLuca's Italian Restaurants. You can answer our question correctly today. First person to do so, and uh, Mike is going to get a chance to do that. What a great name, Mike, by the way. Um, Mike, constitutional amendment lowering the age to vote nationwide passed back in 1971. But there were uh, states that lowered the voting age to 18 before that happened. One of them many years before. Which state was the first state to lower the voting age to 18? Georgia, I believe. That would be Georgia. Yes, they did it in 1943 constitutional amendment lowering the age nationwide was passed then in 1971 so they were decades uh, ahead of the rest of the nation Congratulations. check out the big brain on mike there well you know not the mike here the mike, mike there mike's you know mike's ha- are smart yeah, Mike's are smart. Way to go, Mike. Hang on the line. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy that uh, Italian food from Deluca's Italian restaurant. One more day, one more chance to pick up your $50 gift certificate. Will be happening once again, coming up tomorrow morning, and tomorrow morning we'll be doing it live from the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. You're invited, by the way, to join us if you would like. Um, uh, we're going to be out and about at Rooster's Eatery and Catering, Emerald and Maple Grove in Boise. Uh, they open up at Seven o'clock for breakfast. We'll be there six until ten for our show because that's our show. Um, but then we'll can we be get there to for sample before breakfast. seven o'clock. I mean, uh, we, some it depends maybe on sample. A it depends things? on the uh, place. Sometimes they open things up and start cooking before the uh, general public gets in. Yeah. Um, you know, smart places. Um, there have been places in the past. Those are the smart places that just bring me a plate of bacon before the show even begins. Love those places. That hasn't happened in a while though. Um, but they open up at seven o'clock. Hope to see you there. Now we have a whole bunch of stuff to give away tomorrow. We do. We have jet boat races tickets. uh oh, that's in right. Ontario this weekend. Yep. Nate Shelman, by the way, will be doing his show live from a jet boat. No, he can't do live from a jet boat I mean, because we don't have nine second delay on the jet boat. Right. And, yeah. Right. Um, we that could we, be.
4: That could be. You know. He, he'll do. I gets us all in trouble. <laughs> he is
3: going to do uh, take a ride in a jet boat live. Um, we'll, we'll find out if he's live still after that jet boat race. We'll also have tickets to the Boise Hawks to give away tomorrow. And if you'd like to see a great country concert coming up here, uh, Jackson Country Stomp coming up idaho center this month um we'll have those tickets and breakfast what more could you ask for it's all going on tomorrow morning the hometown breakfast once again brought to you by cloverdale plumbing stick around we'll take a break here we've got news coming up at the bottom of the hour when we come back business we'll get an update on canning county uh canning county commissioner leslie van beck live with us this morning she'll be in our studio on the way here in about 10 minutes Chris is uh, out feeling under the weather. Rick Worthington uh filling in. He'll be back here in just a little bit. But we have a guest in the studio is uh, every month we talk to Canyon County Commissioners about the business going on in Canyon County and would like to welcome back into our studio live Leslie Van Beek uh with us this morning and let's let's start with the boring stuff first. Sure. Not not to say that, you know, the business <laughs> in Canyon County of course is being a commissioner everything is, you know, fascinating I'm sure to you. It Um, is. But it is budget season and for a lot of people probably not the most exciting thing we're going to talk about here. Um, But let's start start with the uh, budget. Where's the budget process currently at?
10: Well the budget process is moving right along. The Board of County Commissioners has spent the last couple of weeks hearing from community groups that annually present to the board for their requests to help uh, with different needs in the community. We evaluate the return on investment. We upped our process a little bit this year by requiring financials and what that's going to look like and who's going to benefit from that. A lot of ask on that front. So we'll have to evaluate that carefully because who benefits from that is a concern for me and then the community at large. So it is a section of our budget, but that is passed. That was not broadcast. You can request those. We're coming up starting Monday, June 13th on the regularly scheduled meetings, which are going to be put on YouTube for the first time. So, if you want to schedule for those events, right? That should be fascinating to watch, <laughs> shouldn't it? Well, I guess it depends on how excited you are about the way your dollars are being spent. So a lot of interest in local government right now. And I anticipate there will be people. You can go in person to the courthouse or, or online if you just like your popcorn and comfortable seats. So where are
3: uh, some of the biggest challenges when it comes to the bu- budget for Canyon County? Um, what, are they, what are they facing now when it comes to uh, the new budget?
10: Well, for sure, it is gonna be this wage war that's happening everywhere. Um, Two county commissioners approved a budget increase in midway through the budget year, citing inability to retain personnel, but that's happening everywhere. We had a presentation yesterday by a group that is a non-profit, that is what government is. It's a non-profit, it does not generate profit. It, It takes taxes from people that do, and so those increases that were not planned for are going to be a factor as is looking at again what they're gonna do last year it was an average nine percent wage increase. That was higher I think than anyone in the state. I continue to ask where else that's happening. And so Mike, you told me you they'd given you a thirty percent raise and so <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh. From from your mouth to God's ears.
3: Oh well there you go. Yeah, so. I was just gonna say as you were talking about that, it's like, wow. I don't think I've ever had, uh, unless I'd left one job for another, I don't think I've ever seen a 9% raise. That'd be kind of sweet.
10: Well, yeah, and what we need to do is balance so that we're not so top-heavy. If you look at $5 a gallon gas prices, who's going to be affected by that? The six-digit people? Yes, there's going to be some effect. But really the people on the boots on the ground, the ones that even at $19 an hour, which is 40 some 1000 a year, you're going to have a significant challenge meeting those needs for household groceries, the staple items, gas, your house payment, all that's going to be a factor. So we're really going to have to look at that. And then historically, that's going to be an issue to look at. What have we done with the increase in property tax over the last five or six years? It's significant where that's gone, and a lot of it's gone for salaries.
3: All right. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the next place that I wanted to go. We've talked about it a lot this week not just property taxes in Ada County but Canyon County especially because Canyon County 30 to 60% increase in assess- assessments over last year that's on top of the 30 to 40% assessments in, in that you saw it increase the year before right. so you're talking 50 to 80% increase in assessments over a two year period um what, what on a level of the Canning County Commissioners, is there anything that you can do when it comes to that? Because I, I know, and this is something that we, we've discussed with the uh, Ada and Canning County Assessor, um, you know, that just because your assessment went up 60% doesn't mean your taxes are going to go up 60%, but it does mean that your taxes are going to go up, yes. even if they don't raise, you know, w- what's being... Um, charge for your taxes just because your increase of assessment is going up means your taxes are going to go up.
10: Yes, yes. And so we said as a Board of Equalization, that's also a hat we wear as a commissioner. And Mike, if only mine had gone up that little. Mine, I'm going to hold on to your hat, 119% assessment. in one year? One year. Wow. So last year to this year, 119%. And what I want to say, there's an article that ran this week in the paper, I believe it was on Tuesday, and the assessor is quoted in there, uh, some property values increased by 60%. We are receiving statements from citizens, 70 to 80%. So, if there are. Well, I think
3: off- the median was 42%, correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And,
10: and that's, that's the median. Yeah. Right. And so it is difficult. And the, the premise in this article, this citizen who I feel her pain, but she's saying, get the state, get the governor involved. And inherently, I still like local control. So, if we're looking, and I spent last weekend, in a seminar on government, so we're going to talk about exciting ways to spend (laughs) your weekend. But what it is, government is a system, and it's a system of boundaries and control. So we want boundaries at the state level that aren't super controlling. We want the control to happen at the local level, where we still have the ability to have autonomy as county commissioners. So we have to really start looking at, and I'll I'll be meeting with legislative, uh, members of the legislature upcoming here shortly, to talk about what we can do to help mitigate some of that. And so, yes, the assessor is a great part of it. The he's operating by statute, but the board has to be looking at and it's a partnership between the city, the county, and state government on how we work that for our citizens.
3: And when you talk about that, about the only thing that you can do when it comes to that is controlling budgets, correct? I right. mean, I, I mean if you're going to see this kind of increase, you know, on the level, is there anything else besides that, that you have control of um, as as far as being able to keep property taxes, the actual taxes down, not the assessment, but the taxes down. Um, and, and that's controlling budgets, at the governmental level, whether it be city, county, whatever,
10: right? Right, that's correct. And so if we look at that, and I've lobbied for this long and hard, it, again, back to the nonprofit, what he said is we have to account for every dollar. It inherently fatigues me as a person that's been a self-employed businessman you know that the margins are small I attended a group of farmers that met last night and they understand um, that you have to account for and and plan for every dollar that you spend you can't get it all but you can get it down to where we're not we're holding the budget as sacred we're saying we're not going to reopen the budget we're going to do for taxpayers what we said what we would do and that is hold the budget sacred because as we're going up in in costs we've already started the show with kind of a humor on the increase side but the private sector is not experiencing the kind of revenue increase and so we have right. to at some point say there's got to be some breaks put on here and we we've, we've got to look at everything
3: once again, we're talking with Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. Uh, we'll take a quick break. More on the way when we come back. Uh, I want to talk about one of the cities in uh, Canyon County who uh, basically might be through a decision that they made, be raising rates on or how much you pay for your house in a city. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Get your input. That's coming up here next on News Talk KBOI.
7: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on
3: News Talk KBOI. 854, Candy County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek with us this morning. I want to make sure that we hit on this because this happened uh, just last week in Middleton. Middleton put a moratorium on new construction. Six months moratorium on new construction in the city of uh, Middleton and you of course know that I'm married to a uh, owner of a real estate company um, and she, she came home after hearing about this and was just like what are they thinking this is going to do nothing but raise the price of houses because you've limit the inventory once again and even though it's a six-month moratorium it'll take another six months to get going back on on the new construction um, so it's really kind of a year-long moratorium on yeah. building in, in Middleton so what's going on what was what was the reasoning for that
10: well I was fortunate enough a citizen invited me to attend a city council meeting on a, a reconsideration so I didn't realize agendized on that was the moratorium itself there's I'm recovering from the bus uh, wheel marks on my back here, but because the county <laughs> was thrown under the bus a little bit, but it, not without merit. So I'm going to say that they were frustrated because we met with the Kenyan Highway District Ford a couple of years ago and staged that to put impact fees in place for transportation, desperately needed in the Middleton area. There's nobody that's going to argue that, but slow to get a quorum together, slow to get those intergovernmental agreements looked at, approved, moved through the process. So I spent the earlier part of this week. We had success. I worked with the city of Middleton closely, the Kenyon Highway District 4, and the Board of Commissioners to get all that staged. So the week of June 27th, which is the soonest we could get that for noticing requirements, that's gonna be a done deal July 1st. And I think there's people celebrating and we should figure out where that party is because that's been a long time in coming. It's gonna be a good thing. I anticipate, but I don't speak for the city of Middleton, but a reconsideration potentially of that maybe in order, but I don't know. There's just uh, government. We're in the process of balancing chaos and um, oppression. So somewhere in the middle there when we can get our head around how to govern that um, is going to be good. We're in explosive growth right now.
3: Yeah. I I mean, that goes without saying. Um, I know we just have about a minute here left and I wanted to get to this. um, Community input meetings uh, in Canyon County have been suspended. What's up with that?
10: Well, following the May 17th primary, I was not a part of that decision, totally left out. I saw that started showing up on my calendar. So two commissioners, I guess, decided they weren't going forward with that. I inherently object. This was an idea that I came up with when during my first term in office that I think is very important in that balance of power between government and the governed. And so um, I anticipate, I am working right now um, to try and get those back into place. Happy to do that as a single commissioner and so we're lo- working on that. I, I want to give a shout out. I get lots of great advice. We're in the studio. He's going to be incognito. But Dave Leroy, uh, his experience, uh, that's what he says. There is no substitute for experience. So as you navigate through that, that's what you learn, is a ju- just a ton. And I like the fact that he, in 1990, was a nuclear waste negotiator. I think that inherently <laughs> comes in handy with any you time you're working with government. So. Leslie Van Beek, a
3: pleasure to talk to you, Uh, as always. uh, We'll look forward to uh, talking again next month about uh, business in Canyon County. Phone lines are open. We'll take a break. News coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up on News Talk KBOI.
7: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
9: Investigators say 26-year-old Nicholas Rosky, clad in black and carrying a backpack and suitcase, arrived outside Kavanaugh's home at around 1 a.m. early Wednesday. Roski then allegedly called 911, saying he had a gun on him and wanted to, quote, kill a specific Supreme Court justice. Shortly afterwards, U.S. Marshals already on scene arrested Rosky. In his possession, a Glock handgun, a tactical knife, pepper spray, duct tape, and zip ties, as well as burglary tools. Wow!
3: So Not just any old
4: knife, but a tactical <sighs> knife.
3: Here, here is someone who is upset at the supposed we're 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 supposed to get this before the end of the month. For all intents and purposes, due to the leak from the Supreme Court, it looks like Roe versus Wade might be overturned. So um, he's he's upset by that. And he's upset by the gun violence going on in, in this country, specifically, especially, the shooting that happened in Valdi, Texas, here uh, a couple of weeks ago. So what does he do? He's upset of all those things happening. He takes a gun and he wants to kill a Supreme Court justice. It is no wonder that protection for Supreme Court justices is being weighed in Congress right now, getting more pro- protection that, that they already have
4: They should be protected they should be protected
3: as well as anybody none of these opinions have even been released as of yet, and we've we're due we thought by now we would have the uh, gun bill um opinion that the supreme court was uh looking at this week that has not happened could happen today or tomorrow uh we don't know the roe versus wade decision the mississippi case expected to happen um here probably towards the end of the month um chris and i were joking about it and saying that you know they're probably going to release that on their way out of town on vacation um oh yeah they're they're not going to
4: stick around for what's happening in washington after they release it
3: the crazy part about this is that you had this happen yesterday and this happened um, like early in the morning and then last night there were still protesters at Kavanaugh's house this is what I don't understand there is already a law on the books that you're not allowed to protest at Supreme Court justices homes I get that. Why are the protests still being allowed to go on? Other than the fact that they don't want to get into a brouhaha over possible first right, first amendment right, I I, I don't I don't know because it's against the law to protest at their homes, but yet they're still being allowed to protest at their homes. And this is less than twenty four hours after a credible threat of somebody that wanted to murder a Supreme Court justice, and it's still being allowed. lot. I, I don't get that. There's already laws on the book. Why is not this not being stopped?
4: What would you like them to do? Now, I'm, I'm not being a wiseacre. No, I'm, I'm saying, what would you do if... Break up the asked? protest
3: at the people's house, saying, if you want to protest, go to the Supreme Court. We're not against protesting. You can protest all you want. It's against the law to protest at the Supreme Court justice's house. Get him out of there, especially after a credible threat of, a threat of somebody... Wanting to murder the Supreme Court justice happened less than 24 hours before that.
4: I don't have any problem with that. I don't I, have any problem with you having someone come and break it up.
3: I just don't understand why it hasn't been done yet. It's a great question. I don't have an answer to it. I'm just I'm throwing that out. There. Why? It's against the law already. Why is it not being done? This is all on top, of course, we're talking about the primetime special starting tonight on abc nbc cbs lmnop qrs T-U-V, <laughs> every every channel yeah uh you're going to be able to find it on streaming if you if you don't get any of the main channels you're going to be able to get it on msnbc it's in yeah, every place is you know if you want to find this you're going to be able to find it somewhere would you call it propaganda um i wouldn't go so far as to call it propaganda right, i have an email and and I do, I do think it's theater and I'll, I'll say the same thing in case you missed it a little bit earlier. Rick and I were having this conversation. The only reason that I call it theater is if it's not theater, why are you running at nine o'clock at night? Why aren't you doing this during regular the business The answer summers? you'll
4: get is because it's important and they want to make sure as many people see it as possible.
3: That's why I think it's theater.
4: That doesn't have to mean it's political or theater in nature. It could just mean it's really important. But I, I tend to agree that You put something like that in prime time, there's a reason for it. Now, I'll read the email from you. This is from Brandon. Good question for Rick. Where is the line crossed where these hearings could be considered propaganda? And are the networks complicit in participation by providing prime time airtime? Let's look at the definition of propaganda. Information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Brandon says, at the very least, you could say that they're trying to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. These hearings could easily be held during typical business hours and accomplish the same goal of fact-finding and information sharing. The news can then report what's relevant, but moving this to prime time and putting together what's essentially an evening news special crosses the line. It's pure promotional or peer promotion of a particular viewpoint for maximum ex- exposure. Thanks for the email, Brandon.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say necessarily that it's propaganda. Matt and Greenleaf uh, had another, this is a text message came in says, Rick earlier said what happened in on January 6th with the insurrection. It wasn't a demonstration or a protest, but a couple of summers ago during COVID when they were destroying Portland and Seattle, along with the Chaz takeover in Seattle, what was that considered then? Because I remember it being called a protest most of the time. No, you're, you're not wrong. People were calling those protests, even though there was a lot more damage and more people died during those than what happened at the Capitol. I think, and this is just my opinion, I think people think that this is much more important because it happened at our nation's capital. I, I I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's, Personal property is any less important, except for the fact that it happened in our capital. That's yeah. what. That's why it's a lot. That's why there's more emphasis being put on in it. Whether that's right or wrong, I understand. You know, if you lost your your business and cost you a million dollars in Minnesota during those violent protests, or you, you're a relative who's somebody who lost right. their life, it's more important to right. you for that. And he's saying, thing. well, if, you, if
4: you're if you going to condemn this, why don't you condemn that? Right. And I I don't think anybody didn't condemn what was going on uh, at that particular time. I think the the difference of this, of course, is because we're potentially drawing parallels between the President of the United States inciting this particular event and that it may have had some type of implications in trying to change what was going on inside the Capitol of making him not the president of the
3: United States again. It is interesting that, I mean, even in the, uh, audio that we played a little bit earlier this morning from the democratic representative who was a part of the hearing, um, saying you're going to have to make that judgment for yourself. They're very careful in saying we have proof beyond a reasonable doubt that President Trump was responsible for what happened at the at the Capitol. They're very careful in saying you're, you know, even like I said, even that particular representative who was a part of the committee hearing, saying you're going to have to listen to the evidence and then make your own judgments.
4: Yeah, I think that's important. Look, uh, w- we know that they are going to discuss evidence that's new that nobody's seen that points to some type of conspiracy involving president Trump at that time. That's what they're going to discuss whether or not you, you believe that there's the smoking gun or not. But again, I, I want to look at this in terms of not in what's good for the party or what's good for the individual. I want to look at this in terms of what's good for the country. And I think the truth is important. I mean, that's what, that's what we do. You know, we're we're trying to get to the bottom of what really happened. If you don't think that there's any way that you can do that and not be biased in some type of political way, okay, I,
3: I get that. And but I, mean, I still think the truth is pretty important. Basically, we'll find out tonight. You, you know, will there be proof or will it just be supposition? There's no no really way to say that unless you you actually have a chance to see it. Um, Joe writes in and said, let's face it, most Americans don't follow political news. Most don't bother to vote except in presidential election years. However, putting the hearings on primetime will reveal the most important bipartisan public forums dealing with political intrigue and corruption since Watergate. The facts this committee will reveal are not for theater. It is to protect our democracy, ensure that an attempted coup can never happen again. Please watch. Joe. I... I don't attempted think, coup is
4: really strong yeah. language. <laughs> if that's what they show, that's important. And it should be in prime if, time. Yeah.
3: And, and here's, here's why I don't think, and I agree with you. Um, if there was an attempted coup, you would already be hearing Democrats saying we have proof of an attempted cr- coup. Yeah. You would have the department of justice already probably making uh, arrests. Well, see, that
4: may not be true because most of this investigation has been happening behind closed doors i mean it hasn't exactly been public knowledge could the people that are leading this investigation and going through all these depositions keep that information quiet uh, yeah yeah that's sketchy you'd think that we some of that could come we out we couldn't
3: keep the supreme court's <laughs> opinion quiet and we have of the for a long you, time you know until that's been this, all, until, until right now this. yeah so if you can't keep that quiet how are you going to keep anything else quiet especially when you have that many people involved. Um we'll take we'll take a quick break here. More of your phone calls uh, and emails um it, it, just curious, all right? Are you going to watch tonight? I I really don't think there are going to be a lot of people. I I could be shocked and you could see 10 you could 11 be. million people when you combine all the channels because like I said, um every letter letter of the alphabet is going to be involved tonight basically. So, um you know, you you could see 10 11 million people watching. I, I I'll be surprised if there is that many I could be wrong. Uh, are you going to watch? That's our. That's what we're looking for this morning. Are you specifically going to watch? It gets underway tonight during primetime. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails uh, coming up. If you're on the line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you next.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and
3: Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Toll-free, 1-800-529-5264 from wherever you might be listening. If you have a Verizon uh, phone, you can just hit pound 670 to get in. Um, uh, Email Mike at KBY.com, Texas. Same as our main number. Paul uh, in Napa, been holding on, being patient this morning. Thanks, Paul. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you.
8: Yes, thank you. Good morning to you, too. I spoke with you earlier. I just wanted to clarify something. It is an important issue. It does need to be addressed. We do need to see more of the facts come to light. Um, as far as the uh, so-called insurrection.
3: Will um, you be, our question, do, will you be watching tonight?
8: Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be out of curiosity more than anything else to see how much theater and how much fact it is that they're trying to get across.
3: Right. Well, we'll be looking forward because tomorrow morning we'll be talking about this again and uh, we'll get your thoughts. So, you know, watch it tonight. Be ready to call us tomorrow morning to give your thoughts. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks. Thanks, thanks paul thanks. um rocky nampa good morning you're on new stock kby
2: hi rocky here uh
13: yeah. listen um you know you've got this extravaganza they call it
5: uh-huh um
4: don't listen to your radio big guy big... just listen to us yep. do it
3: do us a you favor your radio turn, up a little turn too loud your radio down
5: Right, my radio isn't on. Oh
1: All right, well.
3: Turn your turn your television off.
4: <laughs> Stop being distracted already.
3: Uh, well,
5: <laughs> wow.
13: Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm away. But the fake five is. Uh, um,
3: hey, man! Thanks very much our- for calling. Yeah.
4: Let's,
3: let's yeah, sure. okay, I'm sorry.: Yeah, that's okay. I think, I think he was distracted by something right. He said it wasn't on the radio, but <laughs> sure I don't know could what hear something to it. Yeah. Um, Gary from uh, Emmett writes, "Good morning, If the purpose of this event is just dis- to disqualify Donald Trump from running again, Democrats may be digging their own graves. DeSantis is the most likely replacement candidate for Trump and carries less baggage as well as establish himself as the effective conservative leader. I can think of no possible Democrat to uh, compete with him.
4: Well I I think maybe it's not so much about the election but it may have something to say about will history remember Donald Trump as the guy who tried to overturn the election and be the guy that was behind this insurrection I mean history will probably remember what happens during this entire hearing because if, they will certainly remember what happened they on they January can prove 6th
6: it. yeah absolutely if they can prove it,
4: yeah. 100% correct mike but yeah, I I think there's more to it than just you know will Trump be the candidate or not? I think people have already decided that and he lost. Let's not
3: run that back up the flagpole again. Um, man, we I'll bet we have over fifty emails this morning. Um, How many don't like me weighing in on this? Um, not I, half of them. I think you've only you've already read the two that didn't oh, like. Okay. you. I would uh, rather <laughs> watch paint dry than this waste of time watching the worst threat since World War II. So much to do about nothing. That's Doug and Meridian. Uh, this show is just smoke and mirrors. They're trying to take America's eyes off the current problems we're facing. This is going to be one sided show and they're going to show cut ups and a bunch of BS that we've already seen. Don't have anything new. Um, there is, here's another one, uh, email, Mike at KBY.com. There is no way primetime show will show the whole picture. Sensationalism and bias um, are my points. The American public doesn't need to be inundated with the sensationalism 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This isn't transparency. My opinion is similar to the Kavanaugh hearings. I didn't watch them either. Get to the end of the story, then tell me the outcome. That's where my interest exists, the outcome, the bottom line, the final answer.
4: Yeah, well, that's fair. You know, I, I think it's hard. Heck, I mean, it's impossible to watch two weeks worth of this. Yeah. It's not, I, I, you know, I couldn't watch the Americans, OJ trial either for Americans that reason. Americans are going to you know? lose
3: interest, yeah.
4: I, I think some of it is interesting, and we're going to get the highlights to you for sure, but, you know, they got to go through a lot of, you know, there's a process that in, in order for all this to happen. And, then, yeah, there's probably going to be some grandstanding. I mean, just Liz Cheney will have... An opening remark that is supposed to be you know probably i'll just i'll
3: say i'll take the over on the dramatic you know whatever the over under oh, is i'll take yeah, the over on the dramatic drama yes yeah. um john uh, another one calling uh, i think it's propaganda so if you want to call january 6th an insurrection then all the riots in city destruction during the year leading up to it uh must also uh not be called just a street party think about it televising this circus is just that and it's all in the government propaganda channels abc nbc cbs pbs these are all the same as the russian propaganda machine they had to copy it from somewhere me watching no it's summertime i think uh, you guys will be able to sum it up in a minute or so um tomorrow morning if needed that's possible <laughs> yeah yeah that that's not you might be Right on the money there. We, we definitely are not going to be ignoring it, that's for sure. Um, we'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails. Um, like I said, I, I expected you know maybe a few people to weigh in with whether or not they will be watching it tonight. Like I said, we've um, got probably between 50 and 100 uh, emails and texts weighing in on your thoughts. They're all saying, Mike, we're counting on you to break it down for us tomorrow. Don't (laughs) screw that up. Uh, We'll take more of your phone calls and emails on the way. News coming up here next. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our news talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound
3: 670 on your Verizon Wireless and can also email Chris. Uh, excuse me, don't email Chris. He's not here today. Mike at KBY.com. I mean, you
4: can. It's just going to be a little delayed in getting back
3: yeah, to you. He's feeling under the weather. So, Rick Worthington, thanks for filling in today. Much
4: appreciated. I did get some uh, breaking news today. Go ahead. Uh, it has just been reported by ABC News that Michigan Republican gubernatorial candidate Ryan Kelly has been arrested and charged for participating in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Hmm. That, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, for the District of Columbia, interesting. Ryan Kelly, Michigan GOP gubernatorial candidate, arrested.
3: Wow, it wasn't he?
4: He and Am and Buddy have something in common now. They've uh, both been arrested.
3: It was arrested, not arrested. Whatever, Mike. <laughs> um. We're going to talk uh, more about this. I, I, like I said, we, we've got so many uh, emails in this morning. Uh, I'm going to try to get to as many of those as possible. Uh, Randy and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Morning.
13: Yeah. Well, they've been, they've been the promos for it have been for several days. that They're going to have stuff that nobody's ever heard. The practical reality is, every bit of new news is instantly on the air days before the event. Nothing is held secret. It's impossible. There's nothing that's no, or not already known that's going to be on the air tonight. Even if they had something new, they couldn't keep it till tonight. Somebody would leak it. So it, that part of it
0: is a complete lie.
3: Yeah, you're you're probably not too far off in, in that some some people already know what's going on because they have to put the show together. I mean, this is this is a but show that's being put be together for prime time, so. Um, it would be hard to keep everything a secret, as we have seen over and over again when it comes to keeping a c- secret in Washington D.C. That's right. Thank you for the call. I won't
13: be watching.
3: You are. I won't be watching. You will not be watching. That's right. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, one thing I do want to talk about here before we get done today, and uh, I, like I said, I'm overwhelmed at how many people are weighing in on this, whether or not you're going to watch tonight, and and why um, i wanted to talk about yesterday something happened in the uh, house house of representatives approved a package of gun control bills that among other things would raise the age requirement for most rifle sales from 18 to 21 we talked about this with uh, congressman russ fulcher yesterday um, he had told us that this was going to be happening uh, in the house yesterday it did the bill passed um, now rather than becoming law the legislation will land on the growing pile of House-passed bills that the Senate basically ignores. The pile already includes a recent measure to require criminal background checks for all firearm sales. Since last week, a bipartisan group of senators has been privately negotiating a compromise bill, gun bill that would make modest changes to the criminal background check system, boost funding for mental health services, and encourage states to enact red flag laws allowing police to take guns from people who pose an imminent threat. So there's no way the Senate is going to pass this House bill because they're working on their own bill. Senators involved in negotiations say that they are also considering raising the age requirement for buying rifles and shotguns from 18 to 21, but that it's unlikely enough Republicans will support the change for it to be included in a final compromise because there's just not enough Republicans who would cross over to get to that 60 vote threshold.
4: Here's my question, Mike. Help me out. Why is it that the United States has more shootings than everywhere else? Why I'm, is it that we have exponentially more mass shootings than anywhere else? It's not about population, right? I mean, cause you'd see Russia and China where they have more people even per capita, you know,
3: would we hear about it though? If it was happening I'd, in China, I don't China. know. I don't know.
4: i I think if there were a mass shooting, you would, because everybody's got a cell phone. You'd see footage. You'd see you know, it
3: somewhere. You're, you're not in China. <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to share that stuff in China without being killed. Exponentially more in the United States. Why is that? Do we have more mentally ill people in the United States? I don't know. I don't That's have an question.
4: answer. I don't know the answer to it either.
3: In addition to raising the rifle age to 21, the house package would ban high capacity magazines. Require parents to lock up their firearms at home and prohibit firearm purchases on behalf of third parties. The high capacity thing, I don't, I don't understand. And I know you have guns. Do you have a high capacity? Um, high capacity
4: thirty in... round that thirty round magazine. No, I do not. I do not.
3: I, the thing that I don't understand when it when it comes to high capacity. So their 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 idea of limiting it, limiting it is that you can't have. You know, things like 30-round, it's limited to 10. And I I, I don't understand, and I don't have high-capacity magazines. My family members who own guns, and I have a son who was in the Army, and he owns seven or eight guns uh, right now. He doesn't have high capacity. But for those of you who own guns right now, does it, I mean, is there a big difference by having having three 10-round magazines instead of one 30-round magazine? Yeah. Is it a big difference? Like, are we talking, it takes you a minute longer than five or 30, or does it take you five seconds longer? Mike, the argument is this,
4: if you're using a rifle for protection, you want to have the same thing or better than what the bad guy has. So if you're using a rifle, regardless of what kind of rifle it is for protection, you make sure that you're armed better than the guy that's coming in the door that's shooting. So if he's got a high-capacity rifle and or magazine, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I have that or better because I want to be on even footing. You don't need that
3: if you're hunting, but if you're using it for protection, you bet. By making it illegal, and I'll use your same analogy. So now it's now illegal to buy anything beyond a 10-round magazine. Is that going to stop the bad guy from having a ten round mag- having a thirty round magazine when he breaks into your house? No, I didn't think so. That's that's why I don't understand that the the, the high capacity. Well, I know it sounds bad. It's like oh, we don't. There's no reason you need to shoot off thirty bullets, you know, and as fast as you can pull the trigger.
4: I I'm just telling you what the argument is. No, I get. I'm it. not in favor. Yeah, and personally.
3: I, I'm 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 just like I some of the things that they're talking about and like in this bill some of the things in this bill I don't understand red flag laws mm-hmm. is against the Constitution you can't do something take away somebody's right or property without due process I have
4: a 22 and I'm not sure what the capacity is but it's not that high it's not 30 round.
3: right I just I I I ask it for my own personal uh information because I don't know I've never you know shot a that had 30 round capacity magazine is is it something i fired s- one
4: i i fired a rifle like that but right. i don't
3: own one right I, i'm just curious when it comes to shooting that is it much much faster to do 30 rounds or is it quicker to be or is it just almost as quick to be able to do 10 rounds each drop your magazine put in click in a new one and no, fire off 10 the, rounds the or the does- 30
4: is yeah you there
3: are some people out
4: there that could change a magazine lickety split i'm not one of them <laughs> <laughs> all right honestly I, I mean i know how to shoot but i, I can't change them out like that yeah the 30 round capacity does keep you from having to you know drop a clip stick another one in get your rifle ready readjust aim
3: yeah uh sarah boise thanks for holding on there this morning you're on news talk kbi good morning to you
14: hi thank you um so one of you earlier said that you don't or why is it that America has more mass shootings than other countries? And, I did. I did. Um, yes. I think Ameri- Yeah, I think America is a little soft on our security. Like you go to Malaysia and there are guards at every single door with um, weapons standing there. So that's, you know, scary to walk in with a weapon. You're not going to get very far. And um, in Singapore, like, there's signs all over the airport that say, like, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you, like, in X amount of time versus America. It's like if you go to jail for something and you you sit there and you may rot in jail, but you sit there with three square meals and a, you know, safe environment for the most part versus other countries that have a lot harsher punishments and a lot harder security in um, in large places. So I, you know. I, you just don't see um, hard security in America like you do other places.
3: Interesting. I never, never thought about that. That's true. You go but there are some very, very you go to places very strict. like Malaysia. You go to jail for throwing gum on the street.
6: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You
14: can get. Yeah. And over then, there. can I say one more thing about like? I think that this like we need to have a solution while we do the gun control thing for our schools. Like, why are we not saying? In the meantime, since we can't, you know, stop, you know, selling guns or automatic rifles or whatever it is right now, we're going to do this X, Y, and Z to make our schools secure until then we're going to put money into that instead of spending billions of dollars in foreign aid. um, Why are we not, like, putting our money local and protecting our kids? I think it's going to always be a fight, and I think there's not going to be a solution because they want it to always be a fight.
3: Thank you for the thoughts, sir. Appreciate it.
14: Thank you. Thank
3: you. He makes a good point. Yeah. You know? uh, Bob Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good
13: morning, guys. Well, a couple of points you brought up this morning. The red flag laws. So you were able to take someone's firearm if they're in imminent danger. Who determines what is an imminent danger and who is an imminent exactly. danger? Once you give them the right to do that, you know, hey, this guy, he, this guy jaywalk, he's in imminent danger. We've got to take his goods. You know, and uh, also this is not about anything but control. Period. It's not gun control. It's control of of the population. That's what they're looking for. If you go to the CDC site and look up death causes of death by age, if I remember right, between 14 and 21 or 24, whatever the group was, uh, your chances of dying of, of their chance of dying of a in an auto accident or poisoning. Are, if you add the two together, are over 100 times the uh, odds of being killed by a firearm in any manner, whether it's a mass shooting or whatever else. And it's, it's that in that group, it's well over 90 percent of the deaths are either auto accidents or I don't know what poisoning involves exactly. But, you know, again, it's just it, it never, never waste a crisis, as they say. Well, so are are you
4: doing. willing to go out and say there is no problem with school shootings in America? I'm not saying there isn't. A problem. Well, then let's not say that there's no nothing to see here. I don't think that's worth an, an argument right now.
13: Oh, no, but also, again, the odds of you have someone being killed are one percent of two major other, other things. Yeah, it's a terrible thing, and I'm not saying it's not because it is terrible. And thank you. Sadly, we're we're reaping the last two, probably last two generations at least in this country of the way people have been taught and uh, the mindset and what have you. And it's starting to come home to roost, sadly.
4: Well, what would you like to do uh, then? Look, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth and I'm not accusing. I'm just yeah. saying you're saying, okay, it's more likely that people are going to get killed another way, but there is school shootings that are happening. We want to stop them. What yeah. are we willing to do about it? That's all I'm asking.
13: Well, you know, that's
4: it nothing isn't working we're not doing
13: anything right now if that
9: doesn't work
13: well that's true okay you know it's it's a it's a tough question is what do we need to do or what are we willing to do that's two different things what we need to do is when these people most of these people not all of them but the vast majority of them have given signs of being mentally unstable for quite a while before these things happen you know it's not like the guy is just
4: let's make damn sure they don't get a gun in their hands then
13: well let's then make damn sure that they don't get a five gallon can of gas and a match or any other many other ways that they could do things
3: you're saying deal you know, with the right. mental health instead of the the deal actual weapon health not, yeah okay a,
13: like I said Bob, it, we, need gas we need any to move we need to
3: move on we're so up whatever. against a, a break here thank you for your thoughts hate to, uh, sorry I have to cut you off but we need to go uh, get on to this break um, thank you very much for the call 208-336-3700. 952 208 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Final segment today. Uh, Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton feeling under the weather. So for that person who, uh, said, Hey, is, uh, Chris there? I've been instant messaging. He hasn't read it Yeah, any He's of my- right here. Yeah, he's, he's not here today. That's so he's not getting your instant messages. He's probably, Whoops. uh, busy sleeping. John in Nampa. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi, John.
15: Guy, hi, hi. Good morning. Hey, uh, yeah, I just had a big lumpy conversation with your call screener, so I don't know. I got it all off my chest now. I don't know how to proceed, but uh,
3: <laughs> thanks a lot, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, you blew it well, again. You, you know, this is this isn't about you having a conversation. It's about our listeners having a conversation. So,
15: so I know I realize you're short on time, so I'll try to spew out as much as I can as fast as I can. Uh, the high-capacity magazines that you're talking about earlier, I've got five of them, 30 rounds, and I keep one loaded in each glove box of my vehicles. So no matter what vehicle I'm in, I have a spare mag for my 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 gun. The freedom to have a gun is overweighted by, uh, and we talked about this in the call screen, is that the 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 possibility that kids could be and have actually been shot, shot and killed in a classroom with somebody that has the freedom to use their guns uh, in this way. And I, my, my point, I think, and I hope I get this uh, along the lines of what we we're talking about on the off the air, was that um, we have a group of people, mainly Democrats, and I, that's a whole other story, but let's just use that for example, that do not like our Constitution, do not like our government, and would like to find a way to uh, smear our freedoms for so they incite these kind of things and they usually uh angle it towards someone who has a mental mentally challenged or got some you know beef or some he's unhappy or with his life with the way it's going and somehow it's other people's fault and he's going to make a statement by going in and shooting people and i think that's where our own freedom is being used against us to limit our freedoms they, they want they want to they want to take it away from us somehow. And the only way they can do it is delegitimize it by saying, see here, this is what happens when you have freedom. You can't right. be trusted with freedom. We're going to take it away from you.
3: All right. Um, thank so, you. you. Know and that? you did it, you did a great job uh, putting your, your thoughts, um, you know, all in order there for our Good listeners. Good thing Nathaniel wasn't
4: here to screw that up for us any more <laughs> than he already
3: did. <laughs> thank you, John. I appreciate the call. Thanks, John. Yep. Bye um out of time today if you're on the phone uh apologize that we weren't able to get to you we are on the uh you know just on a time crunch have a hard break coming probably up. my fault so. yeah i'm sure it is um we'll talk more about this tomorrow the uh, primetime special um going to be going on tonight um we'll get your thoughts tomorrow so please feel free to weigh in tomorrow we'll be live hometown breakfast uh once again at uh, rooster's eatery tomorrow morning brought to you by cloverdale plumbing it is also open phones friday